Hey, everybody. This is Geektastic Cypher here on FranklinArmstrong.com. And you guys are listening to our Montreal Comic Con special. So, Montreal Comic Con is happening July 5th, 6th, and 7th here in Montreal, Quebec at Palais des Congrès. And there's going to be a lot of amazing things going on. Hopefully you guys have been prepared, have got your badges, have gotten everything organized and ready, and you are on your way to the convention as we speak. I'm hoping you guys are enjoying yourselves and relaxing. I'm also hoping that it's a beautiful day because I'm not sure what the weather's like today since I'm in the past. (laughs) This is obviously a pre-record. We are recording this one on Saint-Jean-Baptiste here in Montreal, which is June 24th for all you non-Quebecers. And we're having a blast. It's it's been a really nice day here in Montreal, and we've been uh, just relaxing. Skinny and I just finished recording uh, a little segment that you're going to hear at the end of the show. We also did an interview with the guys from House of M Productions who are going to be putting on a show at Comic-Con. And lastly, we also have an interview with the boys from squared-idea.com about their new comic book, Trinity, which will be available at booth 2331 at Montreal Comic-Con. So there's not much to add. This is just the intro, but we always want to remind you guys, you can check out all things Franklin Armstrong at franklinarmstrong.com. You can also hit up our Instagram at a strong Franklin and on Twitter at a strong Franklin as well. And don't forget to always follow us on Facebook where we do a live Geektastic Cypher on Wednesdays at 6.30. And that's facebook.com slash Franklin Armstrong D-O-T-C-O-M. That's it. That's all, guys. Now, let's go to the rest of the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Geektastic Cypher, and this is our Montreal Comic-Con special. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm here with Skinny. What's good, Skinny? I'm chilling, man. I'm good. I'm it's yeah. uh, Saint-Jean-Baptiste Day here in uh, Montréal. Montréal, La Belle Province. And, uh, but you guys are listening to this on the Wednesday, or possibly the Friday, right before Comic-Con, uh, or the Friday of Comic-Con. Hopefully, you guys are listening to this right now, yeah. and you're going to get all this wonderful information from these guys that we're on the line with. Steven, Kevin... We're at the rehearsal space, setting up for uh, our rehearsal tonight. Okay. Well, first off, what is this a rehearsal for? Who are you guys? So we are uh, we are House of M Productions. Um, we are a Montreal theater based company, uh, a Montreal based theater company, and uh, we started off last year with our premiere at Comic Con with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Cool. Okay. Which I got to see, and my partner saw, and she loved it. So, initially, my partner reached out and was just like, "Hey, when we go to Comic Con, there's this Buffy thing going on." And I was just like, "I don't, I don't know what you're talking about." And uh, I, I was already dead tired because we got, we were doing coverage for FranklinArmstrong.com, and she's just like, "No, no, no, we got to go to this Buffy thing. It's gonna be amazing." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And I told Kevin this story already, so uh, you know, hopefully you guys feel no offense because it wasn't aimed at you. It was just that I was so tired. So when I initially walked in and it was nice and somber and you guys were just starting off, I was sitting there kind of just lulling into a quiet, somber space. And then you guys started singing and I perked right up and I was like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> and then homeboy who was playing the demon came out. Next thing I know, I am like snapping my fingers. Dude, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, 
we, we have some pretty good talent here in Montreal, believe it or not. It's, um, it's, uh, you said it before, it is La Belle Province because we do have uh, English and French going on here. So we've got some high-quality English talent, some high-quality French talent. But the English theater here is, is vastly underrepresented yeah. because it's, it's mostly French that's going on. So uh, when we uh, issued our, the casting call basically for auditions for Buffy, the, like the talent that poured in was was nuts, and it was our first year doing it, and we we weren't even ready for it. We sat down, we heard the first person sing, and we're like, "Oh my god, we have to cast them!" And then the <laughs> next one comes in, and we're like, "Oh, we have to cast them too." So like, <laughs> like we we had to set our our bar much much higher because the like we were so shocked at how good everybody was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and it was a first for everything, right? For us, it was uh, we had never ran a theater company we i'm not even from theater to begin with i'm an engineer as for a living okay. and uh, by you know profession yeah um so I, like i was walking into this and i'm like oh my god what are we doing and we had to set up a website we had to uh we had our cast then we had to set up our crew and that was interesting too thank god i had kevin around because he he does have that kind of background uh if you want to maybe tell him your perspective on like how you helped everything out <laughs> so yeah, so coming like from a theater background and knowing uh, all the businesses, going into a huge production to Comic Con, much all Comic Con unless is uh, was a challenge because you don't know what they have, you don't know what to expect. Yeah, right. And um, we were we were able to create an amazing show thanks like the amazing people that helped us uh, from our cast from uh, friends and family that decided to work behind the scenes and and this year coming on is we're like hey are you guys coming again because we will love to have you and having that feedback is was incredible because we we had a great time yeah. but we didn't expect we didn't expect like you you went there you saw like yeah. you you saw the, the amount of people that were waiting outside the door. You saw the amount of people that were sitting there. We never expected to to have that that huge audience, and getting that uh, response was an amazing feedback for us. And uh, without that, we wouldn't be doing another show for Comic Con this year because it's I mean, a lot of work, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it must have been a lot of work that you guys put in. And uh, at first, because I, I mean, if it was me, you know, Skinny is an artist. He's performed amazing shows and done stuff all over. So I, I feel like you and him would understand that feeling. But for me, if I poured my heart and soul into something and then there's no lineup and no reaction, I'd, I'd get nervous and I'd, I'd probably feel a little hurt. But the, the fact that you guys saw that line immediately, like, you know. Oh, yeah. It was like instant gratification. Yeah. Uh, like. We had we had two thousand people show up to Buffy, wow. and we yeah. kind of did the math to compare it to like regular theater. Mm -hmm. So in a regular theater, you get like a venue of like maybe two hundred seats, three hundred seats, yeah. and you're running it for a week. And at the end of the week, you probably get you know overall two thousand people. Yeah. We had two thousand people in two days. It was nuts. <laughs> and uh, the venue isn't set up for theater, right? You don't get a tech week. You get a tech, you know, day, fifteen yeah. minutes. <laughs> Um, so it, it was, everything was, was rushed. Everything was on the go. Like we were, we were, um, like basically working overtime throughout the night. Like we were trying to do everything we can to put on the show. And, um, 
in parallel to the show, we had to establish who House of M was. Like we didn't we didn't exist, right? We had a Facebook yeah. page to put up. We had we had a website to create. We had we had a crew to like recruit, and they were asking us like, "Well, what shows have you done before?" And we were like, <laughs> "Well, not nothing. We're, we're <laughs> nobody." <laughs> uh, so that was uh, that was super interesting. Uh, very unique experience. But now that everything is established this year. Things are smooth sailing, right? The ball is rolling. We've got momentum. Yeah. Uh, everything in the in the back end is is done. The website's running. We've got a social media manager. We've got uh, we've got our crew that wanted to work with us again. Um, so that was really easy. All we had to do was really audition, get the new cast, and then uh, move on with rehearsals. So when you guys initially started, what was the process like picking which show you're going to perform? Because you know, once more with feeling the Buffy show very popular for Buffy fans. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, my my partner and I, her and I, have watched a lot of shows, Riverdale and all these CW shows, and they all do musical episodes now. And a lot of the time, when I look back, I I realize I think once more with feeling is the 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 originator because I can't think of a teen drama soap that had a music piece before that episode. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, you're right. Um, if we we talk, if we go a little bit into like a television history, you had musical episodes before, but mm. they were always like a theater based musical musicals. Like let's do you have this show and let's do this uh, let's let's do this musical in the show, and that's how you get the songs in. Yeah. Um, Josh Whedon was one of the first ones that originated um, that originated outside like a uh, real musical inside of a, a television show like where the music didn't come from a, a context of a, of a of a play that you need to put on it came from well in this in the, the episode it came from a demon the, yeah. a musical demon but but um so hang on guys our vocal coach just walked in we're gonna step out so you guys don't have to hear um <laughs> Our, our lead start singing. Hey, man, so rehearsals. I, I'm, tell them to sing a little ditty, man. I'm down. <laughs> uh, you so, know what? You might. I, we're going to walk in right towards the middle of his session just so you guys can get a sneak peek. Yeah. But uh, for now, we're going to be just outside, so okay. don't mind the cards. We get a, a good, sam- yeah, so, good uh, enough sample. Josh Whitten, Skinny will turn sorry, that so, yeah, into so a beat Josh for Whitten, us. Uh, oh, sorry. No, I, I was just joking. I said if we get a good enough sample, Skinny will turn that into a beat for us. <laughs> You're funny. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you're right. Uh, Josh Whedon originally uh, established a, a sample and a to-do guide on how to do music, uh, musical episodes on uh, broadcast television, and that's what Riverdale is doing, and that's what one uh, of the time, the magicians, and uh, even Scrubs. Scrubs follow Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon recipe mm. pretty on the letter, even under its own context on being uh, like in the Scrubs episode a girl being admitted because she's hearing music and oh. it becomes like a brain tumor. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I went to Comic-Con like a few years ago. So this is how it all originated. I went to Comic-Con six, six, seven years ago and I was the guy who studied theater, who loved theater, loved musicals, uh, very passionate about it. And I went there and I was, um, I was black, like, it was beautiful seeing like so many things. Like, and I keep walking and walking, seeing cosplays, uh, people showing their art. I'm like, you know what's missing here? Like a show, like it would be amazing to do like a musical. And I recently like rewatched the uh, Buffy episode and like, 
we should do Buffy. I think Buffy will be an amazing show for Montreal Comic Con. That's a great idea. And the idea uh, kept in my head. And like a few years later, I decided, uh, you know what? Let's do it. Let's create a let's create a company. And I asked Dave to be part of. We pitched the idea to uh, Comic Con, and Comic Con were uh, accepted it right away. Yeah. Said so, like, you know what? Yes, let's do it. And that's how the ball, the ball started. It came just from a passion project to something even bigger. I, I just like that you're just like let's start a company. <laughs> yeah, like it was just like that. Easy. I love that. It's just so casual because, like, uh, I mean, what, I was inspired to start the website and the podcast col- collective, but I mean that was uh, like I came up with the idea in like 2013, and it was what we started doing the show 2015. 15. 15. So it was like two years before my idea turned into like us actually doing the show and, and developing a podcast, but you within what a couple months of having an idea. Couple years, couple, yeah. He had the idea. And then like a couple years later, like he went, he was like, let's start a company, but he just like how they went about it. I yeah. Love I love how you guys just like jumped in and just went for everything at the same time. Like most people would have started yeah, with the did, website first sound, or like, he did make it sound super casual. It, <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> I mean, it was partly casual because, we had nothing to lose, right? Like we didn't, we didn't really exist. Nothing was official. So what we decided to do was say like, you know what? We're going to get in touch with Montreal Comic-Con. We're going to pitch the idea. If he hates it, then we lost nothing. Yeah. If he likes it, then we've got a lot of work ahead of us and we've got to do it really fast. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> once Kevin nailed that meeting down and pitched the idea and they're like, okay, cool, we're on board and you got to get it done in six months. <laughs> then like, you know, he smiled, but he wasn't smiling on the inside. Yeah, stress went way up after that. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of work, but it was uh, it's totally worth it. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Also, in theater, uh, I, it's probably like that, too, for podcasting, I think. I don't know. I've never done it. But uh, you really create, like, a family. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, these kids, you see, them, you see them every day, and you're at rehearsals, like, two times a week for three hours. So that's six hours a week you see them. Um, it basically becomes a part-time job and yeah. they're expressing themselves in rehearsal spaces. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's so family and like feelings oriented as opposed to, you know, my profession and engineering where it's very like detail work and very yeah. rational thinking and mathematics. So it was, it's, it's so cool to have like these bonds even outside of Buffy. Yeah. Uh, like some of the Buffy cast just still gets together to have like you know pizza and parties you know that's uh, it's crazy what we created oh, crazy cool. it's very cool hmm. are any of the people from the buffy cast coming back for the next project uh yeah so we have uh well you actually nailed one uh when you saw the demon jump out yeah uh, yeah the demon's back and uh he'll be playing captain hammer oh dope okay oh wait so, uh, just uh, to but- let people know which show are you doing uh this year at comic-con Oh, it's uh, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. We didn't say that yet? Oh you my did God. mention Dr. Horrible, uh, but I, I didn't think we officially said that's the one you're doing this year. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah, so for sure. So the uh, our cast this year is 50% old from Buffy okay. and then 50% new because uh, once we once we launched it, everybody was like, oh, my God, let me let me get it on this. Yeah, I can um, imagine. So your demon buddy is back, and he's playing Captain Hammer this year. And and uh, is there anyone else from the cast from last year? Because like who played Buffy? Who played the the Xander character? Willow. Willow. Uh, Tara. You know, I don't. I don't want to give too much. I, okay, I know that's Buffy's fair. not back. Okay. Buffy's not back. 
but there's uh, there are some people that you will absolutely recognize. Okay, cool. Um, so I just uh, hopefully you'll pop in and check out our show. And if you're there, uh, let me know so I can bring you backstage so you can meet some of these guys. Oh, definitely. Awesome. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're definitely planning. We're going to be at Comic-Con the, the, the three days. We're going to be interviewing and talking to everybody as much as possible. So we're very excited for it this year. I mean, uh, you guys... But you guys go to Comic-Con on the regular, right? I mean, you've been going for a couple of years. The whole idea of doing this started from attending Comic-Con and seeing people in costumes being like, this should be music-based, too. Yeah, well, with a name like House of M, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's where it's... So we... Hang on, let's see. Maybe nine years. We've been going to Comic-Con nine years straight. Yeesh, okay. And nice. uh, every year we saw it grow like yeah. nine years ago comic-con was not what it is today it nope. was like a couple of vendors some comic books here and there and some yeah. artwork and maybe total they filled up half of the main hall not even yeah with everything with yeah. everything so yeah. so we saw it grow and then they're like oh, okay we're not only doing comic books and artwork we're doing sculptures figurines now we're, we've got video games and we do movies and and like the the craze for supernatural came in and then the tv shows and then we were like, oh, geez, they're expanding pretty much everywhere. Uh, maybe we can do some theater stuff that's geeky and totally fits the theme. <laughs> and they loved it. So why not? You know? When you guys came up with the name House of M, was what was that process like? What was the conversation around that? Oh, uh, that was all Kevin. You can see. <laughs> so, Kevin, talk to us. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Geek out we were brainstorming. Kevin. Okay. <laughs> we, we were brainstorming the names. Um, we figured that if we wanted to do something geeky and something that was subculture yeah, we wanted to have an uh, an anagram, so mm-hmm. we worked we worked all the way around. So, so we ha- we had like geek art again, TNMNT, uh, working with Tardis, uh, and we had a bunch of names there working on. And at a certain point, I stopped and we're like, "How about House of M?" Because we're we're huge fans, like we're uh, X Men fans. Yeah. I grew up with the X Men nineties uh, from a Fox Kids uh, animated TV show. Yep. Yeah. And House of M, and we'd like, it, it sticks, it works, and and the M could mean, you know, Montreal. And it's yeah. kind of like blended all together. It's the house of Montreal Theater. It's the house of M from the X-Men spinoff. It's, it, it, like, it just worked so well with so many things that we're doing. Yeah, yeah it really does and sound good. As soon as he vomited that one out, I was like, oh, baby, that's sticking. <laughs> that's great. That is awesome. I like the way you said it. Yep. As soon as he vomited that one out. That was beautiful. Yeah, it's all about, uh, it's all about uh, you know, like throwing up every idea you have on paper. Sometimes they all stick, or one has to stick, actually, yeah. eventually. Uh, what are you guys... So now that you, you've done the Buffy and you're doing Dr. Horrible... Oh, I hear, I hear singing. Mm. That- oh no, that's just a radio from uh from we're outside, so the people are playing some radio. We're next to like a barber shop. Okay. Oh dope. Get a little cut before the show. Uh, but so you guys are, have done Buffy. You're doing Doctor Horrible. Uh, you know some some theater troops start off in one city and end up having satellite groups in different cities and start expanding. I mean, Montreal Comic Con gets people from all over. Has anyone approached you saying like? Or ask, or any even someone from here has anyone asked you like, how do you do this? How do I get started? And what would you tell someone who's interested in doing that? Okay, so, oh man, that's a loaded question. Okay, let's <laughs> see if I can solve this one. Um, okay, so the first thing I would say to someone who wants to start a project like this is uh, get an idea down on paper 
and make sure that whoever you're pitching this idea to uh, is receptive of it. So if, if I'm going to Comic-Con and I'm trying to get them to do like Wicked, maybe that won't work as well as, you know, what I'm what my idea was. Now, the problem with that is if you're creating a company based around, you know, geek culture and geek theater and geek media, then you're kind of pigeonholing yourself into that. So um, try to find a partner or somebody that, that is, willing to drag you along with him and for us it was uh it was comic-con yeah and they did offer us you know because i think there's two comic-cons i think there's comic-con east and comic-con west and the group that handles montreal quebec and ottawa is yeah. one group and then there's another one that does i think vancouver calgary and toronto oh cool so cool. we're not i think i'm not entirely sure but okay. we're not really in touch with that group but the montreal east one absolutely they were like oh yeah sure do quebec do ottawa do do uh do Montreal. Oh wow! But then we, we would have to find a way to mobilize our entire staff, yeah. who also have full time jobs because uh, you know theater doesn't really pay yeah, that yeah. well. <laughs> I hate to break it to you guys, but that was your aspiration. Theater is not the way to go for money. It's actually really funny you brought that up. I was just listening to a podcast with Lin Manuel Miranda today. And he was saying the exact same thing. He's just like, I, I find it funny that people keep asking me like, oh, you, you know, you're so famous. And they're like, how do I do what you're doing? And he's just like, don't. I would never recommend people start with theater. It is the hardest one to make famous. Like you go through such an uphill battle doing it this way. Man, you wouldn't believe the uh, the intensity at which you have to work at yeah. and the, the output that you have to produce so that people are like, oh, yeah, that's a good show. And then you get, like, pennies to the effort. It's, yeah. like, it's so, it's so hard. But you you got to love it. You yeah, have yeah, to. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Pennies to the effort. Wow. This guy's hilarious. That's great. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Though. Should I not be saying that live? No, no, no. Be as honest as you got to be. I think it's great to let the people know because people who are going to listen to this and might be like, well, you know what? Like, I'm going to come out to the show and I want to support and I'll tell my friends. And, you know, maybe one day down the road, you guys start because you're doing these at Comic-Con. I'm guessing you don't you're not charging for tickets, right? Because it's as long as you have a pass to Comic-Con, you get in and you're part of the convention. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, as long yeah. as you get your regular Comic-Con badge, you're, you're welcome to walk into our show. Exactly. So, I mean, uh, I, I don't want to ask too much about the monetary side. That's if you guys want to discuss it or not. But I imagine that, like you said, you, you guys have full-time jobs and this isn't the most lucrative financial uh, endeavor. So I, I, that's one of the reasons I was going to ask you. You guys are doing House of M. You're doing Dr. Horrible. But you mentioned Wicked. Is there ever going to be a time where you guys might step away and try and not pigeonhole yourself and maybe do shows outside of, mm. you know, the geek spectrum? Because House of M is still a great name. House of Musicals, House of Montreal Productions, whatever it may be. Yeah. It's, you, you know, I mean, it's limitless what kind of shows you can do. I know com like geek stuff is the focus and where it started, but what's the next plan? Yeah. So them thematically, you're totally right. House of M doesn't necessarily need to be like you know the x-men spin-off universe mm -hmm. but um the thing with comic-con is that it happens annually yeah and we have to hold auditions have rehearsals create set pieces mm -hmm. have vocal oh. coaches practice with our group and choreographers develop choreographies so that i could do another show but. uh if i didn't sleep at night <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah, so, yeah. So th okay. th that's basically the limitation is our time so yeah. if one year comic-con decides to tell us look 
it was nice while it, while we while we had it, but we're looking at going, you know, somewhere else with this. Yeah. Uh, we could definitely put on another show. I know we've been asked to do Buffy again in a Montreal uh, film festival that uh, glorifies, I think, horror movies. Oh, cool. Shoot. Okay. What's it called, Kevin? So the festival is called Festival de la Pete Noire. Okay. So we've been asked to uh, be part of it. Uh, we're still in discussions. Uh, it's still in discussion, right? So nothing uh, confirmed yet. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's cool. But Half of M is getting out there, and people love their show like you did. So yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of pro- and we're we're still creative people, right? We're we still have amazing ideas in our head that maybe one day we want to realize outside of a outside of a Comic Con convention. Mm. But for but now, is there any down the road one day maybe? As long as they keep having us, yeah. I don't see how we're gonna have time for anything else. <laughs> Would you guys consider doing a, a rendition of the actual House of M story? <laughs> oh my god, oh. that would be so dope. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm a fan of X Men too, so I mean, with the name House of M, I'm hoping we're gonna get some Scarlet Witch singing on stage or oh, something. Yeah, that would be Yo, you guys, I, I, I think Skinny just pitched you a pretty solid idea. for. I'll do the score for free. I'm not even oh! kidding. <laughs> like, I will literally produce music for free. Oh, if it has my to do with man, X-Men. You got to meet up. I got to pick your brain. Okay, let's go. Let's, let's, let's meet up. 2020, <laughs> the seed has been planted, guys. 2020, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Perfect. That's dope. I love it. Uh, well, guys, is there any uh, any final things or any final thoughts you'd want to tell the listeners that are at Comic-Con this weekend uh, and, you know... Like what they should check out. What time is the show? Where can they see it? You guys are going to be performing. Give them all the details. They want to. They want to know. Uh, okay. Uh, here we go. So we've got. Uh, we're performing on the Saturday and the Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in the afternoon. I think Saturday is at four thirty, and Sunday is at. Uh, is it five? It's it's what? So it's dinner around uh, Saturday is at five, and uh, on Sunday is at four thirty. Okay. It will be performing at the uh, Freeman Theater. That will be at the seventh floor at the Palais de Congrès, room 710. Room 710, okay. Great. And then there's also an app this year for Comic-Con. So if you download that app mm. and you go through the schedule, you'll definitely find find us there in case we totally botched it right now. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't remember. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Uh, in case we botched it right now, use the app. That's hilarious. Use the app. Exactly. The app is never wrong. Um there's also on the main floor, obviously, all the exhibitors that are there. They have fantastic work. There's some really cool uh, board games on the fifth floor that you can check out. Oh, true. Uh, I've always so missed our that. Cast, yeah, dude, it's so cool. There's <laughs> some Dungeons & Dragons play, people that are playing, and I don't really get my geek on like I do when I when I go see those, those guys. It's <laughs> crazy. Um, so our cast is actually going to be walking the floor on – uh, Friday, and they can spontaneously burst into song. I don't oh, know what cool. they do, but they're very outgoing. Uh, so if you guys want to come see us, we're also in the event hall uh, with all the exhibitors. Uh, and I think we'll be doing the makeup in public. So everybody's going to be, like, our, our makeup artists are going to be painting people's faces. Well, people are people's faces. Okay. Um, and then we might have a little photo booth going on so you can take pictures with Dr. Horrible or Captain Hammer. And, uh, I, and right now we're juggling an idea of of how the cast is going to get back to us for kicking their butts for so long. So there, there might be a something that you can do to the directors and <laughs> audience members, but we're still, we're still trying to see if that's okay <laughs> with Comic-Con. <laughs> the negotiations are still ongoing. 
Awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I like everything you're saying sounds super cool. Cause it sounds like you guys are looking for other ways to connect and interact with the public. And that to me is one of the best and most important parts. And I think it's super cool that you guys are going to be doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very, very rewarding. This is the kind of work where it's, it's like the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Honestly, it's, uh, um, if you, if you make it out there and you meet our cast, you're going to love it. These guys are amazing. They're, they'll make you sing. They'll make you dance. You're going to, it's, it's interesting. You definitely have to come check us out. Awesome. Well, awesome. dude, thank you so much, guys. Thank you guys. Do you want this it? It's a lot of fun. Ah, our pleasure. Do you want to give people all the social media and stuff where they can find house of M productions? And if you want people to follow you guys yourselves, uh, give us all those details as well. Yeah, Kevin, you're so on point. Yeah, do it. So, um, so yeah, so our web uh, web page is hasanmproductions.com. Mm. You can find all our latest details on that. If you want to, guys, want to follow us on Facebook, we're at at Hassan Productions, and we have an Instagram on H O M. Wait, let me say that again. Yeah, sorry, H O M Productions. Mm-hmm. That's on uh, Insta. Awesome. Following you right now. Yeah, Skinny's doing as we speak. He's typing it in. Well, let's see. That's oh, awesome. Come on, you're gonna put him on the spot like that. What if it's <laughs> joking? No, no, no. He's, he's literally doing. It. He just he just, just clicked followed. it. You should see it right yeah, now. It's, he did it. <laughs> oh there you go. For all you listeners, you should do the exact same right now. If you're listening to this, H O F M Productions, follow right away on IG. Yeah, follow them. For Instagram. Sure. Thank you, guys. Thank okay. you so much. Guys, this was awesome. Thank you so much for t- taking the time out of the rehearsal. Hopefully we didn't slow anything down. Go sing your voices and your souls out. And we'll see you soon. Okay. Take care, Brian. Peace. Hey, what's up, everybody? So we are here with two wonderful gentlemen. Okay, maybe Ryan. I shouldn't. Uh, Chris, you're wonderful. I don't know. Oh, Every time you. I give Dave a compliment, he gets all... Uh, I'm. Uh, oh, shucks, guys. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm just <laughs> glorious in my own way, and I don't mind when people point it out. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh wow. <laughs> so. I'm proud of that. I always tell him to toot his own horn, so I'm happy that he did. Good, Good on job, you, buddy. Dave. Thank you. He's growing. See that building confident, man. He's growing his man. Confidence is just growing. That's what going to the gym every day will do to you. Yeah. Hey, hey, See hey, every hey. other day. Um. Every, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> Toby's not here to put you in your place. Yeah, right. One flex and it would. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we are here. If you guys recognize the voice of Dave, he is uh, one of the co-hosts for That's Canon and sits in on Geek-tastic Cypher as Jaws D has been absent and he's been sitting in the, the third chair or the fourth chair or the fifth because we were five the last time we did this. <laughs> yeah that was you guys looked a little crowded then. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty wild but it was fun it was a fun one i had a lot of fun i think it's one of my favorite ones when we get that crazy and uh i actually had a really good time um and feedback has been good like some of my friends have been like i know that it was a disaster uh because you guys just tangent all over the place yeah but it was one of the most fun ones to listen to because as much as you tangent you went on tangents you did kind of bring it back to what you were talking about mm-hmm. and um most of the people who watched the facebook live enjoyed it because they could see <laughs> yeah the reactions more <laughs> so than i know some of the people who listened to the audio didn't understand why we were laughing at some points because For they're sure. just yeah you know because yeah. it's skinny yeah, I won't say what he did, but yeah, Skinny knows. Skinny's listening to this. He knows what he did. Skinny's <laughs> actually on this episode in a, in a later segment, so you guys will hear his wonderful voice too. Uh, but yeah, guys, we are here today not in a uh, podcast capacity for Geektastic, but more in an interview capacity. 
that's right. This is kind of fun, huh? Mm-hmm. We talk about you guys regularly, squared-idea.com, but today we're going to be talking about Trinity. That's right. That's right. So, guys, this started, I remember you guys came on the show when we were at CJLO still. That's yes. it. Yeah. And that was three seasons ago. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was about to say, that was like yeah. three Octobers ago. Mm-hmm. So, how, so... What's the story? Morning glory hit me. Uh, they always hear my voice. Do you want to talk? Uh, you, you can start it off. All right. Well, uh, I mean, we've been doing. <laughs> uh, Chris and Mike started Squared Idea about a year and a half, two years before that. Actual, the, the first time we were on the show. Yeah. Uh, when we were on the show, we were more or less starting, annou- starting, announcing, launching the 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 company that we have. Uh, you know, with the the two knowing that we were going to have the Fathom and Trinity released at some point in time. Um, obviously, as you as you go through the motions, you know sometimes you have setbacks, sometimes mm-hmm. you have set forwards. Uh, we also uh, Mike was slightly ahead of the game by us, and we learned a lot from him through his uh, through his process, right? Well, through yeah. his process. I was gonna yeah. I was gonna say mistakes, but they're trial not really mistakes. Error. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say it's more trial and error when you're going through it. And there was just certain times like he would come back to us and be like, so did you realize that the printing companies do this? Do you realize that like this program will do this to you mm-hmm. if you do this and that? And then we'd have to like go. <laughs> what are bleed lines? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like oh, all yeah. sorts of like just to get the picture in the frame. And there were so many things that had happened. Um, so it took us a little while. And, you know, obviously life sometimes gets in the way. Um, but no. Uh, so, I mean, it's been like three years later. And now we have. Fathom came out. We had our uh, issue one came out. No. Uh, Mike also started another brand, Animals with Weapons, which is yep. a it's a fun hoot. It's uh, everyone seems to enjoy it. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's oh, really, yeah. raccoon it's with really harpoon. Nice. That's yeah. right. I yeah. kind of want all of them to be turned into a song. That would be glorious, like a kid song. Or or he has like a TV show that's like one of those like fifteen minute TV shows. Yeah, and it draws it out. that'd be no. great. Because uh, what a sparrow with an arrow, uh, yeah. sparrow bow and arrow. Yeah, that's one arrow. Piranha Katana. Piranha yeah, Katana, that's yeah. a new one. Yeah, I like that. Beaver one. with yeah. a cleaver. That's yeah. right. Exactly. Like, yeah. it, it just sounds like something kids would just. Uh, oh yeah, it's jump it's on. completely fun. And oh, then yeah. like you're like, this is not for kids, and then you give it to adults. They're like, no, no, and they start laughing. You're yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, who are right. you preaching to here, Pat? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, so, so, no, so it's all Fathom, good. he worked on Fathom. You guys learned a lot. Yeah. And now we're at the point where we we released a prologue to Trinity, which is complete. Looks different. Uh, it's packaged differently. The mm. the art is different. How it's pre- uh, presented is different. And now we're proud to say that for com- for Comic Con Montreal Comic Con 2019, we'll have issue one out for sale. Trinity. That's big, man. Yeah. yeah. yeah Booth all... two three three one. By the way. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Booth wow. th- two three three one. Two, two, three, one. Two, three, 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 one. Two. That's it. Are you three, saying three, it to one. me like as if I'm? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I want because I want <laughs> like people. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I want it. people to like hear oh, it as they're listening because yeah. the whole idea is oh, hopefully people. We're gonna air this on Wednesday, so if you guys are listening to this uh, live on Wednesday before Comic Con, you know now where you need to go when you get to Comic Con because you right. get to meet these two guys and Mike and the rest of the team that's there. I I, mm-hmm. I assume presume yeah. I don't oh, know. Yeah. One or two other guys, yeah. But if you're listening to this on Friday morning on your way to Comic Con, or if you're listening to this on Friday or Saturday, or God forbid you're listening to this on Sunday after Comic Con, you've just missed them at booth two three three one. So that's why I'm saying the number two three three one over and over because I really like. Uh, also, a nice I'm, little ring to it. I'm too. not gonna lie, my favorite number is nine, and all those numbers add up to nine, <laughs> and it makes me really happy that it does. <laughs> Isn't that, that what's that called? There, there, Numerology. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, I live in that. My uh, <laughs> nine is the magic number, the trifecta, the trinity. Oh. Oh, times three. Oh, oh, what? Oh, oh, it 
was meant to be. But isn't that great? Your your number adds up to nine, which is the yeah. perfect three on three on three. In your image, it's three crosses with the cross. It's three on three mm-hmm. on three. Trinity. Three. I mean, it's all, all, yeah. it's all numerology answers That's right. all. That's right. <laughs> It teaches us the <laughs> lessons of the universe, man. <laughs> That's pretty fun, though. That is cool. um, but all joking aside, I'm really excited. Uh, I think you. it's. I know you guys have been working on this. I've been hearing the progress. You know, we host That's Canon together where yeah. we talk about comic books. And there's been times where we've talked about your process as it pertains to listening and reading other people's process when we read comic books. For sure. For I sure. think Coyotes is my favorite. Cause yeah, we, definitely. Because as much as we <laughs> tried to destroy Coyotes... You looked at it from the perspective of someone who is working similarly in the supernatural mm-hmm. and how hard it is to tell those stories because they are so ingrained in history already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like every aspect of storytelling has some version of how those creatures mm-hmm. came to be and so on and so forth. So in Coyotes, you were just like, as much as Toby and I were just like, this is shit. <laughs> you were just like, but I see what he was trying to do. Yeah. Well, the thing is, when it comes to something like that, and, you know, I mean, I mean, Chris could easily speak to this. Like, when we were going to go in the, you know, supernatural horror-esque genre, you know, you have to try and think of something new. Because if not, you're just going to tell the story again. It's always going to be exactly the same, like you were saying. And that's why when we were thinking about it, we wanted to bring something new. Mm. Something that would maybe bring about new stories in what is a supernatural and the horror aspect of Trinity. Yeah. And uh, I think that we came up with something really cool especially for the first volume with the werewolves yeah i mean it's something it's something different it's something that will definitely you know when, when if you're a werewolf there's a full moon you know that either you're going to be going out and hunting if yeah. you're that type of werewolf or you're going to be locking yourself yeah. up what if you have to now plan yourself every single night yeah. to see how you're going to look what you can do what you can't do and um should, should we just tell yeah, them? We can, yeah because, because so it's, what, not, it's not the big spoiler exactly, of the, like exactly. if it was the big spoiler of the story arc i would say yeah, no yeah. i was gonna this say a, yeah because hopefully this is a, you, you want to pull people to the table yeah. here when they're listening to this oh, exactly. trust me, yeah. this, this, this this is if anything this is like the the salt you put on the meat. yeah, yeah. Ah, there you go okay yeah, okay yeah, yeah. so what it is it's the moonlight affects a werewolf all the time so okay. whether there's a little crescent you're the person's going to be a little bit uh, like hairier a little bit bigger but you still notice that that person is human at a half moon you're going to notice that that person kind of has like a saber tooth type. Uh, yeah, yeah. The shoulders so are big, see the like broad, bigger, the... the teeth, the nails. Like it's you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be like yo, that's that's gotta be some kind yeah. of weird like yeah. wolf man. Like yeah. what is going that on? That is a jack guy who does not take yeah, care of exactly. himself at all. Yeah, and then full moon, of course, you have like your full werewolf. So this creates um, you know a, a kind of schedule that they have to keep. So we can go out and do this at night because we still look human. But hey, if it's a quarter moon. Like we can't do what we have, to, what we could do at a crescent moon. Yeah, like like the moon. More, I, I've often described it as like a dimmer switch for your light. Oh, so like the yeah. more light you see in the room, the more you turn type thing. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, so like yeah. that's, that's just basically analogy, yeah. it's just yeah. basically how it works. And you know, a lot of people, I bet a lot of people when they're listening to it, it's like, oh, well, you gave no, we gave you absolutely nothing away. Yeah, with yeah the crumbs. Yeah, 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 you actually. We we've been because we've been writing now because although we only have issue one out right now we've been mm-hmm. we've written ahead of course yeah and yeah. like there's one issue where it's like it's just told like okay, very but, yeah. like in passing by because yeah. it's it's important for the fans to know that we are that it is something new that it is something mm-hmm. different like you know and that's how we're making werewolves different we already yeah. have a pretty good idea we have to hash it out but we have to worry about the, for the second 
story arc or the second volume, but we've already like planned out what we're going to do for vampires, which yeah. I'm super excited about. Well, how, how, yeah. how far, well, how many issues are going to be in a volume? Standard six comic book well, style? No, more probably, actually. Probably around 12 with okay, how yeah. this is going. Okay, like, yeah. we're, we're not, unlike the average comic book, I, I mean, mind you, also we're being independent and trying to tell a story, um, we're not going through the regular, like, you know, this is going to be six, this is going to be 18 or 12 or whatever. We're going to do... How many issues it takes mm-hmm. is what we're going to do because at the at the first inception of this it wasn't actually supposed to be a comic book we were actually going to go graphic novel mm. but we just realized with how things were going um, and time, whatnot there's no time yeah and, <laughs> and then impossible. you're gonna have this all this work that you put in a graphic novel and no one's gonna hear about it. whereas we, we decided when we were starting to write it we're like well if we change a chapter or put two chapters into one and put it as a comic book mm-hmm. yeah. we can get that going and at the end you release a trade paperback that instead of it being a trade paperback, it's just going to be the graphic novel yeah, of yeah, volume yeah. one. Yeah. So that's how we want to do that. And at the same time, again, trying to build a bit of a, a fan base for it and also to test the waters because you wouldn't want to necessarily do all this and then someone turns around like, well, that's a stupid idea. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. like often when we've presented this or we've shown art so far, we've gotten positive. positive I'd like response. to say positive yeah, or just like, like, you could get sometimes constructive criticism and some people will take that negatively, but the constructive criticism that we got, that I've got received at least personally is so far been like, it's good, but they had questions, but their questions, I'm like, oh, most of it was like, you you yeah, gotta wait. You have to, <laughs> you have to oh, wait. Yeah. That's fair. Like, That's like, fair. like, like I was having a lot of people who were like, eh, and I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah. you haven't, you've only read issue one or you've always seen Because now that goes back to what you guys were talking about before about how somebody would write a comic book like mm-hmm. everybody has a different way of writing it the mm-hmm. way that we wrote it is we actually wrote the whole volume one or at least we're continued to writing it yeah. because we we planned out our our uh, schedule I guess around that so mm-hmm. now like you said we grab chapters and we make that into an issue mm-hmm. so if there are things that are that you might not know the answer you want to know the answer is not explained it's going to be explained that's cool yeah. like we we our, our our methodology was in regards to starting it at least uh Chris presented where what the concept was to me, and I was completely down for it. Uh, Do you want to know how I came up with the concept? I'm, I've never, I've never, I've actually never told this no, to many people. This is brand new life. Do you so, not even know? No, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, doing okay. this. Okay. <laughs> so back when The Walking Dead was like super popular, um, I, I picked it up because uh, I was looking for a zombie comic book. Yeah, I'm not a big comic book collector as you guys know. I mean, you guys mm-hmm. you guys destroy me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as we look at my large uh, comic absolutely. book collection in front of us. Absolutely. <laughs> so I was I was looking at it and I, I picked up The Walking Dead and I loved it. And I was like, you know what? Like, I want to try and find something that is a hunting, uh, a monster hunting team yeah. or, or some sort of organization. And I was like, and why aren't there any organizations made up of different types of warriors yeah. fighting together? And legit, I I did my research. I tried to find something. There was nothing. Yeah, so that's awesome. Went on the went on the computer, wrote out something, sent it to Dave, and mm. Trinity was born. Mm. I like that because it makes me think of when I was a kid, and I'd be playing with my Legos, and I'd be like, you'd have like the Viking Lego. You'd have your like space Lego mm-hmm. and you have them and you'd be like, there's a mission. They have to fight together. And then you just create this little story in your head. But you were just like, I'm not just going to play with Lego. I'm going to create a world. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, th- it's such a it like deep, like crazy version of the imagination, oh, like yeah. that youthful imagination that we have. But like on drugs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where you're just like, I can see it. 
and I can put it down mm. on paper. And I want it to be hella gory. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So I've read it. I've read it there, and you you overheard because you were here, Dave. Yeah, when I was, I was reading here, it, yeah. and you you left the room while I was reading. Oh, I heard. But you heard me go, "My God!" to one of the panels. <laughs> yeah. And funny enough, I imagine you know exactly. I know which exactly panel, yeah. which panel it is. Which is kind of cool, right? When it was, is that the type of thing that you know? Is that one of the fun perks of it that you get that kind of like when someone reacts, you're like, "Oh, I know what they're looking at." Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. Because like one thing when we're also going through it. Uh, one thing that I think one of the funner parts, like on top of like, okay, because like how our style is, is like, you know, we write it out and we write out the panels and then we do the storyboard. Mm. And, you know, sometimes when we're writing the panels, we we, we, we will write like, okay, this has to be like a full page. Mm-hmm. This has mm-hmm. to be like a small part of the page. Like we'll sometimes put notes, but usually we just write it all out and then we're trying to mesh it together and then place it. Uh, when me and Chris do that, so when we're doing the storyboards and we'll actually like take pages and just put squares to be in the, like, you know, this is panel mm-hmm. one, this is panel two. And what's really cool about it is like, we'll go through that and then we'll wait a few days and then see if it like flows properly. And I don't know what it is about that process. I just love it. Mm-hmm. It's like the thing that I'm like, quick, quick, sweet, sweet, sweet. If this page turns onto this page and then you're going to see that amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And one thing that was fun for this project project, and I think you could agree with it is that we were getting nervous that we had maybe done it wrong, but we knew we had some advertisement pages and like a few, like, you know, you're going to have like a, this is a Trinity page or a squared idea page. And Mm -hmm. then like maybe a thank you page. And we had just the right amount of advertisement pages to allow us to put them in between. So all the pages stacked exactly how we wanted them to. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Because like, there's one, like the way they like it, like you were saying with the flip over to the next panel, because you had an advertisement page here, it would like kind of create like a, We'll be back after this message. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Cool, cool, cool. And it also helped us out because at one point in time, there's there's one or two, or I guess four pages you would say, but like two sets of page of uh, two two sets of two pages that we wanted to be like they you have, have to, to be together. They have to be together. Mm-hmm. When yeah, you're okay. opening it, it has to look because it's yeah. either a giving you a visual or it's just a really nice visual. But if you read the story, it's not the visual that you're presented. So it's kind of an optical illusion illusion in itself. Mm-hmm. And we were really nervous about that, too, because we wanted to make sure we, we were like, do we have to create a new page or whatever? Yeah. And we were able to like Jenga it or Tetris it. So we do, it was able to do that re- mm-hmm. reaction or okay. effect. No. When you guys started this from beginning to end, how long was that process? Beginning to end of issue one? Yeah. Or like so like concept creation to now? Yeah. Three Almost years, three, three and a yeah. half years. Because the thing is, we also took because, like I told you, right, we were writing volume one, so we yeah. wrote everything. Okay, we wrote cool. up to a certain point, and then we were like, okay, let's sit down and let's start storyboarding. Yeah. Then we're gonna get the art done, coloring, everything. So I'd say three years to get everything out, and then for issue one, maybe a year and a an half extra, or two, an extra year. Yeah, okay. because it took us like when we started. When we say right, it means that we knew where we like with what Chris had. We knew where we were today, mm-hmm. and. We we knew we first wanted to figure out we don't know what per se the ending is, but we needed to have like a dartboard that we could see that'd be like, that's the ending. It could go left, right, center, up, down, but we know that this is where we were gonna go. Okay. Um then when we started to write, um, we were having a little bit of difficulty getting our feet off the ground and we kind of came to the conclusion was that we we know where we are today, we know where we want to go, but we have no idea what brought us to today. And uh that kind of created I wouldn't say created problems. It was just more like it helped by going backwards and figuring out where like the organization, for example, mm-hmm. how it started. Mm-hmm. It helped create all the motivation between all a bunch of characters that we didn't know yet. Yeah. Okay. Because like we, we, when we were going through this, Chris was very adamant. He knew 
he knew a handful of characters that he was like, I know I want these mains and yeah. I need to have these many sides mm-hmm. to make yeah, this yeah. recipe great. And we were like, cool, but like, how can we possibly go with that? And how can we figure things out? And then one was the organization. Then we realized how important certain backstories were important. Yeah. Went with that. And then we we're like, okay, well, vol- if this is the beginning and this is the end, we'd have about so many volumes. We had an overarching theme of what was going to happen. Then we we're like, okay, what's well, volume one? Figured out. And if I'm saying, if you want to. No, no, no. Yeah, it's good. Uh, we figured out like our, we call them the goal points, like, you know, mm. the skipping, the stones that you need to touch yeah. mm-hmm. in order to get to the end. And then we're like, okay, we got to write the filler. Yeah. So. Which is what took a lot, a lot of the yeah. time, especially at the beginning, yeah. it, like to 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 make the the, the history of the characters, yeah. how the organization started, and actually, um, you know, in those three years, we also did come out with a prologue. Yeah, yeah. So we yeah. did come, we did kind of a, a comic and a half. Yeah. Um, and that was actually what we uh, released at the first comic on when the Fathom released, and it was kind of to get people interested in issue one. Yeah. And uh, and I think I think that that really sums up like. It's almost like the beginning of the Lord of the Rings. Like you know how they have like mm. the story mm. of of uh, how the rings were forged yeah. and everything. This is pretty much our little intro yeah. to what Trinity is. Yeah, we we made a Hobbit, a very 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 small Hobbit, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, but like the the other thing is like you know also the I would say even the first six months to almost a year, as much as we we knew where we were going, I mean especially in the first initial six months, it was more like you know learning how to properly take notes, learning how to properly actually work together. You know, mm-hmm. me and Chris have been friends for a while. We've we've gone on yeah. trips and whatnot and never argued yeah. or whatever, but you're sitting there and you're like, but I want this, but I want yeah. this. You know, yeah. you're, you're also and trying to figure out what works, what yeah. doesn't and work. that's when we have to come up with a conclusion, with a, a, a consensus between the two. Yeah. Like yeah. something that makes sense in the story and something that we both like. Yeah. 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 And and we, we mastered that out pretty well that we almost kind of like, we almost edit while yeah. we write okay. in the sense that almost- like, like a little courtroom yeah we present our ideas you know and then we're like okay we're the judge too like that's the worst part like imagine if we're doing judgment call but it's only me and toby (laughs) judgment call by the way is a segment on that's canon if you guys haven't heard episodes of that yet once again go visit franklinarmstrong.com uh but yeah chris what was your favorite part of this experiment this project this as by far the the i mean art because i'm the artist in this i like in order to like just to, to sit down to think about how do you because we modernize our character our, yeah. our warriors so a viking what would a viking look like today yeah if he was a viking what type of weapons would he have what type of armor would he have that you know brings him to that kind of military age yeah and that's what we did with all our characters we have a cowboy we have a shaolin monk we have um a voodoo, uh, guy. voodoo guy yeah. we have a knight like we have all these modern warriors now and that was by far my favorite part of it was to sit down talk with them and see what weapons they're going to use what type of power they're going to have like how they're going to interact what type of uh, one of the things I actually really like that we set up is in a battlefield what is their role yeah. So we have our 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 the guys that go in and just hand to hand combat. We have the guys that stay outside and they kind of uh, either mold the terrain or you know you have a sniper. So that was really cool to kind of set up, and yeah. I cannot uh, wait to set. Which that. led to the wall game. The, the wall. wall game. Oh yeah, the yes. wall game's really so. Like imagine so one thing that we sometimes when we were having bad not 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 bad ideas, but we were having trouble getting yeah. ideas. We're like, okay, imagine we're in the base. And we're in a room where there's five walls. Everyone has their wall. They're taking off their armor. What else is on the wall? Yeah. Uh, so, like, for example, if you were going yeah. up and you were walking up and you saw Gambit, you'd have his 
jacket on the wall, yeah, a bunch of cards. cards. He had like maybe a picture of Rogue or something oh, on God. the wall or whatever, and so on and so forth. Whereas like you know if you said the Punisher, it's like guns, massive guns yeah. and whatnot. If you're talking Captain America, there's like his suit and only the mm-hmm. the the shield. Yeah, mm-hmm. for Thor, it'd be like legit the the, the hammer. That's it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we'd play the wall game yeah. with our characters. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that is an interesting game. Yeah. I kind of want to yeah. play the wall game of Batman. This be forever. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> the wall game for Batman. Short years later. <laughs> <laughs> How does he fit it Don't all in utility belts? Don't forget the bat shark repellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, got to right, go right. up there. It's got to go up first. I, I, I'm i pretty sure that Batman has kidnapped a Time Lord and is just using a Time Lord to, <laughs> to build his belt. Because the fact that he has everything mm-hmm. in there just doesn't make sense. It's bigger on the inside. Oh, my it's God. Uh, well, okay, so for this project, you guys have done this one. Issue one is done. You're very mm-hmm. happy. Mm-hmm. The, ul- the the ultimate question, issue two? Oh, d- issue two is already written. <laughs> yeah, it's already written. The, the only question okay. is when do we get to put yeah. it down um, on well, paper? Well, I'm, I'm currently working on my next comic, which is Feared, and I'm, okay, yeah. I'm working on issue one now. Um, actually, we're going to have some prints at Comic-Con that will show you what it's going to look like. We're going to oh, have cool. the synopsis everything, so if you want to mm-hmm. know a little bit more about that, come see us at booth 2331. Bong, bong. Um, but at the same time, Dave and I are still going to be working on uh, continuing volume one, because mm-hmm. I think we're about 60% written of that. And still got to do volume the ending one? of volume one, yeah. We're far. Um, We're far. But I, I think definitely next year we'd probably start uh, with issue two. Okay. And so hopefully it'll be out uh, by the end of next year. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. If we're lucky. And you guys have full time jobs. That's the other. Yeah. Thing. yeah. But the thing is, like, we have no idea how to to do this trajectory because, like, example, like the first one, like when Chris was saying, you know, when we took this like about three four years in total. Mm. Now now you're taking away. Oh, how does Photoshop yeah. work? You know, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. how does the print shop work? That's yeah, going yeah. away. How the do bleed, we? Yeah, as you were saying. Yeah, exactly. exactly. There's so many. Like, don't get me wrong. There's obviously going to be errors. still a learning curve, and we're mm-hmm. still going to make errors and, and and correct those errors. But like the amount that we have to do, uh, even trying to figure out the, the style. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and creating con- like certain consistencies. You know, uh, Chris with Chris drawing me just working on the coloring and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, and trying to create consistencies through that because, mm-hmm. you know, Chris was very adamant and he's really good at photoshopping he's really good at all the art whereas i'm very much a junior mm-hmm. i'm more or less an apprentice to chris when it comes to like photoshop stuff Does that make me a jedi master Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. we could edit this this is on air <laughs> i am so happy so padawan is... dave tell us oh, about your God, experience no. he's a jackass <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just joking. I'm just joking um no but like it, you know it's just you're going through it and you're trying to find there are ways to do things, and I find that there's going to be a lot of that. That's going to be a big learning curve. Yeah, like even yeah, yeah. even for Chris to, to draw his next one, being feared, I don't think it's going to take you as long as it no. took us. For us. That's we, pretty cool, though. Yeah, like you all, got the everything that we had trouble with. Mm. We know now what to do. Like we can print out a comic, release it, no problem. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of that is already solved. Like now it's just us putting in the time, sitting down, and actually drawing it. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, it's big things, man. What else yeah. is going on at square-idea.com? Well, we have... I know Mike's starting to slowly creep on issue two of Fathom. I'm not yeah, sure cool. where he is. I'm not going to quote that. Uh, we have our friends... Uh, Ryan, and, Ryan ben. and Ben, who are working on a very interesting tale. I don't want to say too much of it because I don't know. I forget how he wants us to describe it. But is there a title? Uh, it's called Excelsior. Excelsior? Exclamation mark. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be, I could say it's a detective book also involving mysticism. Cool. Yeah. Set in Montreal of, as well. In, in, awesome. As well as yeah. Montreal. It's a bit of a theme for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have that going on. Mike's working again on with Animals with Weapons. I'm working yeah. on a 
a concept that is really hard to hash out. Mm. I think I could say I could say I'll say that the the, the working title it's called fuck f u k frustrated unadulterated kittens. It's going to be like a comic strip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be an R-rated comic strip. And it frustrated unadulterated kittens. Kittens. Okay. And it's exactly how it sounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what it I, sounds. I feel like that one it's in the title. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was in the title. Oh. People were like, "You can't call it fucking my I'm calling it fuck." And oh, then, then I worked on trying to find the right uh words for it. But Wait, so yeah. you started with fuck? I start. I, I started with knowing. I started with fuck, and then I I filled in the words. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, but no, that's. Were you just frustrated that day? No, it's more. It's more <laughs> that it, it's inspired by uh, my cat doing something that he wasn't supposed to be doing, and then I'm looking at him like you're a fucking little shit, and he's he, like like he just looks at me, and like I have like this voice for him in my head, you know what I mean? <laughs> and he's looking at me, he's like, yeah, it's right. You're a what's, fucking asshole. What's the now voice? feed me. Is this the voice? Can it be this the like voice? This. Yeah. yeah. He's very sly, very smooth. So it's like he does something horribly bad. He's like, yeah, I know that pissed you off. Now can you feed me? <laughs> you're like, fucking cat. And like, he starts meowing at you. Little Matthew you McConaughey cat over there. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, all right, why. all right. That explains why. Hey, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, um, my God. Well, actually, correction. I just think yeah. he's a little overrated. But um, <laughs> had to throw in the dig. I had to. Wow. I had to. But no, it's, it's something that uh, it's... It's it's a it's a project that's a little complicated to get into. It's a it's a an inspired maybe animated movie one day, but I'm gonna try and get into uh, comic strips about it first. Mm-hmm. Okay. The only thing is, it's like again, it's kind of like it's definitely not going into newspapers. No no no, 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 no. I mean, unless they're the, yeah, we, the X-rated ones, but um, that's not that's wrong. It's we not uh, porno. we, we let it's good idea. Let the creators do whatever they want. We're just like no yeah. filter guys. Just just <laughs> go crazy. Just go there. Uh, um, but no, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and take a stab at it. I'm not gonna say much more than that. But mm-hmm. the, that's gonna be like a working project yeah. for a while. Okay. And then we also have Sophia, which I've already mentioned, which mm. should be out next year. And we also have Element with uh, that's written and I think it's gonna be illustrated by Farino as well. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's gonna be an interesting. One, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think that's more also in the spiritual realms, uh, uh, dealing it's, it's with more the, the, the elementals. Yeah, so we got a lot of projects in hand. Uh, so it's, yeah. And we have a few it's others. An exciting time. Some other people have contacted us, and we're like, okay, we want to help you. Help, help us help you by telling us what you need. That's fun, mm-hmm. though. I like that. That's like similar to me when I started out with podcasting, because that's one of the things I was going to say. When you guys do these projects, it's kind of just like you're you're working on it. It's it's there. Uh, it takes some time to be released. So not mm-hmm. everyone knows all the progress. Whereas like mm-hmm. when I started doing the podcasting thing, it was kind of just like I work on it. It's there. But there's like an episode every week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then people are just like, okay, well, I, that's I, that's known that it's there, so it's just there, and they just take it for granted that it's like, okay, mm-hmm. but w- like, it, you guys have to do more promo with what you're doing and get Definitely. the word out, absolutely, um, which is why it's fun to have you guys mm-hmm. on and do this type oh, of stuff. No, we appreciate, yeah, it. we all love sorts, all sorts. Mm-hmm. I have fun talking to you. Plus, guys you this. guys are in Trinity as well. Yeah, a little bit. No, I saw some Franklin Armstrong references in that's that right. issue, guys. So uh, spot them. <laughs> Ch- so. Challenge to our listeners. Yes, That's right. If you're listening to this, I want mm-hmm. you to tell me on what page. Are there numbers on the pages? No, uh, I... no. You could you could you oh. could describe the page. Yeah, yes. actually, you know what? You could do a do a contest. I, I give you like a Squid should. Idea package and oh, whoever. Yeah, what about that? That's I think be a, yeah. Yeah. I'm down with that. We'll set I'm that. Right we'll up. set that up. We'll set that one. There up. There we go, guys. We'll set that one up. It won't be ready for Comic Con. No, no, no. But we'll do something. We'll do something. We'll something yeah. So, but this is the Comic Con episode. What are you guys most excited about at Comic Con this year? I, I am excited that oh I was excited that Rob Lightfield was supposed to be there and now he's not gonna be there. Oh he's not coming now? No, he canceled. 
did a lot of people hating on his art <laughs> cause him to back they up? They better yeah. not because I wanted to sign my issue one Deadpool, Deadpool man. Like, yeah, because when people heard scratch that he was... at the end of that. Yeah, when people heard he was coming, there was a lot of haterade. I got to say, yeah. I wasn't impressed with Montreal. Mm-hmm. People I was are just intimidated by Shatterstar. That's a little... <laughs> 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 no, but I, I, I'll be, I was a little disappointed to see that kind of reaction from some people. Um, I, I have I mean, no idea why. I mean, some people just don't like his art style, but that so there's a lot yeah. of stuff out there that yeah. I don't like. But, I mean, like exactly. inspired all the nineties. Yeah, mm-hmm. Daniel Okuna is. I, I hate his art style, but he gets put on for amazing titles, and I read them because I really want to know the story. Mm-hmm. You don't have to love every comic book artist that comes out. Like that's not that's not how it yeah. works. No. You also you don't want everyone to look the same because exactly. then it would be bland and boring. So, mm-hmm. anyways, that's my whole. My whole thing, are Chris. You, what are you excited about? Uh, actually, there's an actor coming, Anson Mount. Uh, he was yeah, in uh, yes, Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek. He played uh, the Chris. He was in Hell on Wheels, which is one of my yeah. favorites. And actually, he his character on Hell on Wheels is actually what inspired one of our characters, Sawyer, oh, cool. the cowboy. Awesome. Um, I love this guy playing uh, the the cowboy that he plays in Hell on yeah. Wheels, and it was and when I've seen that, I was like. I want my Trinity Cowboy to, to be like yeah. this guy. So he's very much heavily inspired on it. And like, I, I'm hoping that I can. My go one and meet thing him. that hurts me, though, is I love this character, Black Bolt. And he yeah. played Black Bolt in the horrible ABC in Humans. And it hurts me because I like writing. him. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. That's, terrible. That's writing. It has nothing to do with him. And yeah. I know that. But it still hurts a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Because I see him and I'm like, I'm. I can't look. Mm-hmm. I know what you, mm. I know. What you've been made to do. Oh, also, Robert Robert Sheehan, number oh. four from Umbrella Academy. I don't know if you've oh, yes. seen it. Okay, yes. uh, yeah, okay, yeah. So Very excited to see him too. Yeah, he was a uh, Misfits too. Misfits as yes. well. Nathan. Oh God, what yeah, a great yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty dope that he's yeah, coming. Yeah. That's a pretty big get for me. If you if wow. you ask me, it's funny that a lot of his characters are all have to do with death. Yeah, like he couldn't yeah, die yeah, in Misfits. Yeah, like yeah. now in, in this one, I think he can talk to pe- to the dead. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And uh, at some point, learns to travel to the underworld. I think. Oh, I, I, different from what I remember the comic book though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Umbrella Academy also a very good read. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, that's the whole thing. This is a, a mini short one. This is just the interview, but it's gonna, it's going to be portion. As we said, yeah. this is the Comic Con episode. So if you guys are tuning into this, there's going to be more. So don't go anywhere. But guys, I want to thank you so much for coming through. Thank you Thanks, so much Brian. for having us. Where can everybody find all things related to Squared Idea and to social media website and also your respective social medias. Absolutely. So we'll start with the website, www.squared-idea.com. Wow. We actually just updated it. So go oh, yeah, check it, it out. It it's uh, We put a lot of work into it. Yeah. Um, then our Instagram is squared underscore idea. We got Facebook squared-idea. And I believe we're on Twitter as well, squared underscore idea. Mm. Uh, and personally for me, you can find me at uh, Chris is a zombie in, uh, on Instagram. Cool. C-R-I-S. C-R-I-S. It's... Spell crisis a zombie. <laughs> Boom. Awesome. I never made that connection. That's hilarious. Uh, well, I mean, you hear it every week, but it's uh, uh, at Merck underscore with underscore mouth for my Instagram. And uh, repeat everything that Chris said minus the last 10 seconds. Well, there you go. <laughs> no. I'm not doing it. I always mess up the, the, the call yeah, times, to, the In the website, you'll get to see... Like, <laughs> I'm not the um, media guy. <laughs> you'll get to see a bunch of photos. you get to see read synopsis on all our titles, yeah. um, our events and stuff. It's... Yeah, we're very That's proud awesome. of it. Guys, thank you so much for coming through. 
Thank you so much Thanks, for having me. This was a pleasure. Uh, you, once again, you guys can always check out everything squared-idea.com. Make sure to visit them. We're also going to have this episode up. You guys can check it out. Hopefully, you're listening to this on your way to Comic-Con. And go visit them at booth 2331. You heard it. It's that perfect trifecta that everything adds up to nine, which is the threes of the threes of the threes. And all the numerology connecting all things. And that's it, guys. We're out. Peace, everybody. Peace. Later. And we're back. What's up, everybody? Yeah. Geektastic Cypher, this is the Montreal Comic Con preview episode that we were doing. Uh, once again, we're recording this in advance, but you guys are getting to listen to it either live on Wednesday, where we're airing it, um, on franklinarmstrong.com, or you guys are listening to it as a podcast on your way to Montreal Comic Con right now. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. While I, you I, sit in traffic, the, y- the obvious traffic that you're yeah. going to hit in Montreal. The, and the lines, if you have not gotten... Okay, so this is one thing. If you're right. listening to the show on Wednesday... Comic-Con often does a preview day on Thursday where you can pick up your badge and get your stuff. You can get your badge, you can get a bag, you can get all that stuff. If you have your pass, if you have your ticket, you can usually pick that up on Thursday in advance. They do it so that the lines aren't too insane on Friday. Should we do that? I always do. I always always try and go on the Thursday if I can. I mean, so I guess we will. Yeah. But uh, if you guys are listening to this on Wednesday, keep an eye out on the Montreal Comic-Con Facebook page. They will post a notice, or even on their Instagram, they will post a notice letting people know when they can pick up their tickets in advance. And it is very much worth it. If you're listening to this on Friday, I apologize. <laughs> but just make sure you listen to our show live every week on Wednesdays yes. at 6.30 p.m. Where you'll get tidbits like this all the time. There you go. Uh, so we'll start off. We're gonna just going to go through a quick rundown of what we're seeing that's going to be going on for Comic-Con. We're not going to go through everything. Because every, there's everything. so much. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff this year, guys. But... Uh, one of the things that we are going to be doing, um, Skinny's going to be setting up some stuff. I'm going to be setting up some stuff. We're going to be trying to get some interviews and whatnot. But I am going to be doing the same thing I did last year, which is nightly post-Comic-Con little segments. We do 20 minutes. It's on our Facebook, and it's going to be a Facebook Live, so you guys can watch it on Facebook.com slash Franklin Armstrong DOT. C-O-M. There you go. So make sure you check it out. Anyways, starting us off on Friday, we're going to be seeing Fight Scenes 101, the basics of action design. Uh, so I saw this last year. This one's done by Sean Beishu, okay, who's a Montrealer. Right. Um, you actually think you worked on a game he was in because he was in Watch Dogs. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So Sean is a uh, Montrealer who's done voice acting and all that stuff. He's the guy in Watch Dogs 2 with the mask that has the different eyes. And- ah, yeah, him. Okay. Yeah. Word, word, word. What, wrench, wrench, no, what's wreck, wrench, wreck, something along those lines. Yeah. yeah, Sean, I apologize. I know you were Sean now because I remember last year when I saw him come out, I yelled the name, yeah, and he made a face like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say it, but I'm sure he's tired of people yelling yeah. names at him. Hey, yeah, like I, I was just like, yo, watch dog, t-, and uh, you know, because I was geeking out really stupid last year. I, I, I you'd think <laughs> I'd have sense after this many Comic Cons, but yeah. I yeah, didn't. So shout out to Sean. Um, I and uh, last year he did it with Fred Nguyen. Okay, yeah, Freddie, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they did this whole thing. It was super cool, super interesting. Uh, they showed us how fights are set up, how fights are done. You know, th- they like choreographed a fight right in front of us, and then did it, and then sped it. Like they even said, like, okay, half speed, full speed, hmm. half speed, quarter speed, and they did like super slow, hmm. and then they sped it. It was so cool to watch. And they were like, okay, rotate 90 and do it again. And then they did the exact same uh, choreographed fight, but they show you from the other side how they set it up, like how his 
arm grabs his arm like one guy's grabs the other guy's arms so that he knows you know when he throws the punch and right. he's gonna really lean into it like all this stuff all these secrets super cool okay cool it, it makes watching shows with fight scenes really 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 interesting so guys check that out after that that uh so once again that's at 2 15 on friday check out your convention uh the book back a uh, booklet for all the info is going to be room 512a but make sure in the booklet uh then we're going to have uh another cool uh, the arms of thor and the thighs of wonder woman training and nutrition secrets for the mere mortals <laughs> this sounds like for all those people who think this is anything to do with thor and or wonder woman you probably will get locked into something about your fitness and nutrition <laughs> that you don't want to hear on comic-con weekend because you know you're eating all the pizza and all the soda <laughs> so uh just be <laughs> we're going to read the description you decide uh, obtaining a superhero's physique requires time and dedication. That, See, told you. <laughs> that many of us don't have or can't afford. We look at the science that goes behind the training and eating plans of the actors who don the cape and whether it's possible to achieve the same results on your end. This is a realistic how-to workshop that will give you the knowledge and tools to set you on the right path. Delivered by a doctor in nutrition, nutrition and an expert in fitness. That's going to be Friday, 3.15, room 514. Sounds like a scam to me. Bro. I know, I know. That sounds like such a scam. If Okay, guys, if you're going to this, if they pitch you on a protein shake at the end, pull get the ripcord and abort. Get out. Yeah, get, out. get out of there. They but, talk about anything pyramid, leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> leave. Leave that room. But if they start to talk to you about portion sizes, if yeah. anyone says anything like portion sizes and starts talking about vegetables and carbs... Maybe pay attention because they might be on the right path. But as soon as they start talking about protein shakes, maybe don't don't. Yep. Yeah, maybe dip. Yeah. Skip. Uh, <laughs> all right. This one's pretty cool. Three, two, one. Let's jam the music of Cowboy Bebop. Uh, this one I'm re- actually really excited for. This one's Friday at four thirty in room five twenty three, and uh, I think this is really cool because Cowboy Bebop and um, what's the other one? Uh, Samurai Champloo. Yeah. Both of those shows are heavily influenced by jazz and hip hop. Mm. And uh, I think that's super cool. So if you guys are big Cowboy Bebop fans and there's a live action version of Cowboy Bebop that's going to be coming out. um, So that one's Friday at 430 room 523. So we recommend people check that out. And um, I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of Cowboy Bebop. So I think people should. Uh, The Nerdy Show presents the Spider-Man's panel. This is Friday at 5 p.m. to 5.45. This is in room 512A. The video game, the ride, all those movies. Look out. Here comes the Spider-Man panel. It's been a big year for the web slinger. The nerdy show guides you through Peter Parker's long road back into the MCU. I actually wish they were going to talk about the musical, too, because the musical... No one gives that enough, yeah. Well, it failed. Oh, it failed? Miserably. People were getting hurt. Someone fell from a thing. There's a lot of... (laughs) That's not not to not to laugh at these people. Funny. We're, we're not, not laughing, laughing at them. The, no. We're not laughing at the no. people. But it's just when you think about the fact that Spider-Man as a character is not someone I would think you'd try to do in theaters, specifically because he's Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man and he swings around a lot. I don't think it's safe to try and do that. And then you hear that people started getting injured. It's like, well, why why'd you do it? <laughs> so, how big is your theater uh, yeah yeah you know mm. like it's a little stage you're gonna have some, anyways we won't even get into that uh this one is one you're excited about right yes uh power rangers on stage is going down friday at 5 30 p.m most of y'all are still gonna be at work and not gonna be big of a lineup <laughs> so um yeah this reads this is the perfect opportunity to hear celebrity speakers from your favorite sci-fi horror action and fantasy movies and television talk about their experiences in the business and their current upcoming projects it is a great opportunity to ask questions and be entertained in person by your favorite 
favorite celebrity. In this case, being the Power Rangers, probably Austin but, St. But. John's, who's uh, Jason, uh, Walter E. Jones, or Zach. I believe David Yoss is going to be there, but I don't see anything. So then we have uh, Karen Ashley. She played Aisha. She was the second Yellow Ranger in season two when they added Rocky and Adam. And then we have David Fielding, which is the one and only Zordon. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be excited for this joint. This one is one of those ones that you definitely need to keep in your app. If you get the Montreal Comic Con app, we highly recommend because the time and date are subject to change without notice. Anytime it's anything to do with the actors, there are chances that they might have to dip out, change something. So make sure you follow this on the app so that you don't miss out if they have to make any changes to the schedule. Uh, the Nerdy Show presents the timeline of the Terminator. Hmm. The new movie's coming out. At what? The oh, new Terminator, uh, James Cameron's jumping back into the director's chair, and he has another uh, Terminator of he, movie. Of course he does. Of course, I mean. Because he's mad about superheroes whooping his ass. Uh, true, Avatar. Good job, nigga. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the timeline of Terminator is coming out Friday at 7 p.m. That's in room 512. James Cameron will be back. We all know it's going to be a mess with the timeline of the Terminator franchise. The Nerdy Show will help you untangle Skynet's mess and lay out what we can expect in Terminator's Dark Fate and what it means for Sarah Connor. Oh, yeah, I saw that preview, right? Yeah, the I mean, the preview looks pretty cool, and I like the fact that the Terminator is a uh, homegirl from uh, Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah. What's her name? Cameron? I don't remember her Shmeet. name. Yeah, <laughs> she's cool, though. Uh, so, guys, every year for Comic-Con, they have l'orchestre de vente de musique de film. L'orchestre avant de musique de film. Uh, the Film Music Wind Orchestra. I should have just said it in English. Yeah, um, <laughs> but they're using. They're going to be doing Marvel Universe concerts. Yeah. That's Friday at 8.30 p.m. And that's going to be an hour and a half show. It's still 10 p.m. And that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm really excited about that because they're going to be, like I was saying, doing Com Comic-Con, uh, doing the Marvel Universe. MCU stuff. It's going to be cool. Yeah. Uh, to take advantage of the Friday concert, a Montreal Comic-Con ticket that includes Friday is required. <laughs> so if you are someone that's going Only Saturday. Only Saturday and yeah. you're trying to get on this Friday thing, you can't. Yeah. You got to have your Friday pass. I'm sorry. So maybe get a weekend pass because it includes this and this is pretty cool. It's cheaper than Oceaga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oceaga. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, so this one is 16 plus. This is in character dating. This is where it gets weird. I have no. What time is this at? <laughs> this one is Friday at 9, 9 to 945. Listen, yeah. this is right before the supposed secret events happen at Comic Con. <laughs> I'm not trying to go to this, but I know some people that might be down. Get your cosplay on. Get in character. Go there as, you know, I, some character from Inuyasha or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm actually interested. Yeah, of course you are. Uh, no, but not not <laughs> in a perfect way, but just... Uh, I'm not, man. <laughs> and just, and just when you're telling me that about these secret events... I don't want someone to try and pull a Kamehameha wave off me <laughs> while I'm trying to talk to him. I don't have time for that. I know some girl trying to act like she's Boomer yelling at me. No. Oh, my God. No, thanks. Kakarot. Uh, no. <laughs> The things that happen at Comic-Con after hours. Some girl yells at Moon Prison Power during like the <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a good idea, but I don't know. That's what this is. Oh, boy. And then to follow that up, if you guys are... I think this one's 18+. plus. Actually, it, it doesn't say 18+, plus, but I'm going to say 18+. plus. Why? What's Because it it's Burlesque Geek. Or bur Burlesgeek. Burlesgeek, which is? Uh, Friday at 9.15 p.m. in room 710, the Freeman Theater, which is one of the larger theaters at the convention. They're going to be doing burlesque uh, with geek themes. Cheeky, funky show. So you're going to have a bunch of nerds and lassos. 
Yeah. And tassels. Uh, some of the performers are going to be DD Dynasty, Falami. Oh, I can't even pronounce those names. <laughs> Golden, Golden Thunderpants, nope. Lulu Lebel Miriette, Natasha Nebula, and Zyra Lee Vanity. I'm ready to entertain you. Lead by your delightful host, Uma and Noah. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's probably going to get a little kinky for the younger crowd. So once again, I highly recommend 18. Plus. Don't bring your kids to this. Yeah. Do not bring children to don't, that. Let me, don't let me see you bring your kids to this. Like, you can parents who brought your kids to see uh watchmen <laughs> don't do that yo I, f- I always find it weird when some of these movies that we know are definitely not for children and you see children because they're the selfish yeah the parents don't care they don't want to spend money on a babysitter like come on movie night kids they yeah. won't remember yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, ten years later, your I'm kid like shakes in bed and rocking is back the bed and, and forth, and you're like, "What's wrong? I keep seeing the owl man, and he keeps he keeps uh, fighting people, and then breaking and, arms, and then yeah. having dutty sex <laughs> in, his apart- in his ship afterwards." Oh man, that was so dirty. That so scene. dirty. What, that oh, is. I am, dirty. however, looking forward to the sh- the series because the series is coming. It has up. nothing to do with that movie. Yeah, nothing Jesus, to do. That movie is ridiculous. Hey, let's break arms in an alleyway and just randomly save kids in a fire for no other reason. Yeah, have sex in my ship because yeah. why? <laughs> Stupid movie. <laughs> who who did? Was that Snyder again? Yeah. You see what I'm saying with yeah. these directors, bro? <laughs> Stop giving them jobs, man. <laughs> Same idiots writing a Spider-Man comic now, right? Uh, J.J. Abrams is. Sorry, Abrams. That's Star Wars, right? Yeah. Okay, sorry. But I don't sorry, under- Star Trek and Star Wars. No, he did both. Yeah, he's the only director to dabble in both the universes. I don't understand. One got canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I agree with you. Uh, yeah. I mean, don't bring your kids to some of this stuff. So like we were saying, Burlesque Geek, check it out. If you are an adult, 18 plus, do not bring the children. If you are, you are bad parents. Yes, sir. Uh, then moving on to Saturday, we're going to jump through this a little quicker. My Hero Academia, the musical, is going to be happening Saturday at noon in room 518. Uh, if you guys know My Hero Academia, it's essentially uh, every kid's dream. It's about a kid who gets superpowers and everyone in the world, 80% of the world has superpowers and it's just an awesome story. So if they're doing a musical, you should def- definitely, definitely, definitely check it out. Check that out. Um, their Depths of Field presents an interview with Tristan DeLala and Amber Goldfarb. Mm, friend uh, of the show, Tristan. Yeah, Tristan is a local actor, as is uh, Miss Goldfarb, um, Amber Goldfarb. I- I'm super excited about this. Uh, Tristan's done some really cool projects recently. He's de- he's done mocap for video games. He's been he did a movie recently with um, Seth uh, Seth Gr- no not Seth Green. Rogue. Seth Rogen and Charlie Theron. Oh, dope. Yeah, he was in that movie. He plays a bodyguard to, for Charlie Theron's character. And uh, we just actually hung out with his brother. So if you guys listen, if you guys are on frankandarmstrong.com right now, make sure you check out Wizzy is going to be having an episode of his Running With Wolves called Crew Love 2019. Okay. And Ula, Brandon, his brother, was uh, is Tristan's brother. Oh. Yeah, they're brothers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, definitely check that out. Tristan and Amber Goldfarb. They're going to be there. That's going to be Saturday at 1215 in room 510 Teletoon Lanry Room. That's going to be pretty cool. I'm really excited about stuff like that. Bongo. When they got uh, Montreal actors. Great anime you might not have heard of. It's coming up Saturday 5 p.m. to 630 p.m. Bong. In room 523, the anime panel room. Guys, all this anime stuff, I'm telling you, if you are a superhero fan and you have not had the chance, I recommend going to a lot of that stuff because some of these shows, and you don't have to watch the subs. Yeah. That whole sub versus dub. You can watch a dub. 
You don't need to read everything. Don't listen to people telling you otherwise. Yeah, yeah, because that stuff usually is just filler. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. You guys just heard us interview the guys, Kevin and Steven. Uh, those guys are going to be performing Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog live. That's going to be Saturday at 5 p.m. to 6 from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. in room 710. They're also, also going to be on Sunday. On Sunday, I think they're at 4.45 p.m. So make sure you check out one of those two performances. Once again, that's brought to you by House of M Productions. And if you haven't followed them on Instagram, you should. It's H OFM Productions, go do it. Uh, Montreal Comic Con Concerts presents Bear, B E R, and guess. Uh, you guys have probably heard of these guys. They did a track on um, that really, oh, man, I wish I could play it right now, but I don't have it. Super popular track that was on uh, Teen Titans. Okay. Teen Titans Go. Teen okay. Titans Go. Um, it kind of went pretty, I think it went mm-hmm. a little viral for the. Yeah. Uh, but they're really cool. And shout outs to our boy Shanks. Uh, it's going to be Shank Events. That's going to be doing this co-presentation Saturday, 8.30 p.m. in the same theater, 710 Freeman Theater. So if you guys are at Comic-Con, uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm right. You do need an, a Saturday ticket to right. get into this one. So once again, you know, if you're going to go, we were saying Friday, if you want to see that film and music. Yeah, you might want to get a weekend you know, pass. You yeah, might. if you get the weekend pass, you can get through everything. Uh, another one, once again, getting with the older crowd. This is sexy and silly. Is fan service and anime necessary? This is a 16 plus panel that starts Saturday at 9 p.m. Uh, I didn't know what fan service was. Hmm. Uh, I spoke to our buddy Andrew, who does uh, recovery of an anime junkie and geeking out at the Tower podcast with Jaws D, who's uh, on our show. And Andrew explained to me fan service is when they might draw some of the girls a certain way and might have them flashing their butts. And for the women, they might have there's one anime that came out recently that's just about a boys swimming team, I think. <laughs> and it's about guys and speedos and Strange. and that stuff. The fan service is when you're kind of just you're drawing them in a yeah. certain way to attract certain fans. Right. Fan service. Uh, so I find that very interesting, uh, I, the topic. I, I never really knew about it until I had that interview when I sat down on Andrew's show a couple months ago. Check it out if you want. Uh, uh, there's a link on franklinartron.com to it. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting subject, and they're going to be covering it at Comic-Con. So if you want to take part in that, go check out that panel. That's once again Saturday, 9 p.m., room 523. That's a 16-plus panel. I imagine they're going to be showing some of the images. Oh, they're showing is- all the titties. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Mad anime titty. Oh, boy. Uh, which, funny enough, Sunday leading into something more progressive. Other people are going to be mad at that panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I went to this panel last year, Regeneration, the Women of Doctor Who. Uh, last year was super interesting because the 13th Doctor hadn't come on yet. They didn't have Jodie as a Doctor yet. We were looking forward to it. Mm. And this year, we've now had a season with her, and I'm really looking forward to hear what people have to say about it. So Sunday at 10.30... She's coming back for like a second season? Yeah, she's coming back for another season. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then I think she's gone because it sounds like everyone's leaving. Like the... The, doctor uh, sh- Who just does that, though. Yeah, the showrunner and the and the the doctor tend to switch over simultaneously because a new actor likes to a, a new showrunner usually likes to have their own actor to work with. Right. At least that's what it seems like to me. I might not know. This is based on what I've seen, and mm. so never been a Doctor Who fan. So, uh, I like it now. I didn't used to watch it, but uh, I mean, it did get really interesting. I thought Capaldi did a great job. I thought Jody did a really good job. I didn't think the writing for Jody was great, mm. but that's why I'm looking forward to this panel. So Sunday, 10:30 a.m. in room 512, 
I'm looking forward. If you guys want to meet me, I will definitely be there. I'm not the main attraction. Obviously, you should be going there for the people that are going to be talking about this interesting subject. But I will be there. I will be the the, the random black guy asking a whole lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sex and race. A marvelous future begins. This one. Shout out to our boards. Steven Voice. He's going to be there Sunday at 1 p.m. in room 514. Uh, this year, they're going to be discussing, did Black Panther truly deserve to be nominated for a Best Picture Oscar? Is Captain Marvel truly a right step for female representation? That's a room I don't want to be. I mean, I do, but that conversation is heavy. Yeah, the, the conversation is going to be That's a little heavy. heavy. And you get opinions. And, uh, yeah, it's, no. been, <laughs> it's been done in the past. Uh, they've done this panel, Sex and Race, uh, a few times in the past. And this is, I think, fifth or sixth edition. I could be Possibly, wrong. Possibly, yeah. But, uh, I I mean, I'm looking forward to the conversation. I always find the conversation very interesting, and uh, I jump in with questions uh, here and there, so I'm looking forward to that. Then, continuing on on Sunday, what, where are the queer superheroes? This is Sunday at 3.30 in room 512A. Uh, this one, queer superheroes are slowly getting some visibility, but they are still very hard, they are still very hard to find. Will we get one in a DC or MCU movie anytime soon. The powers that be are saying 2020. In the meantime, there are some comics to read and TV shows to watch with queer superheroes. Join to hear about the history of queer superheroes and the current state of affairs. I actually find this very interesting because one of the things that um, some of my friends in the LGBTQ community have always said, there's a lot of queer baiting on a lot of these hero shows where they'll have characters that appear to be leaning towards that way, but then ultimately aren't or mm -hmm. might be a villain who's using it right. to their advantage, but they themselves aren't actually queer. In or any which or you just have Batwoman. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. Or you just have the one character. Yeah. And then it's just there's like... There's Batwoman. There's the other guy in DC, um, the Ray. Yes, yes, that's Ray. true. We did see him live, and yeah. he got and oh, and Mister, um, uh, what's his song uh, the, with the ice gun? Yeah, Captain Cold. Captain Cold. Boom. Yeah. 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 yeah so, so I mean, the TV show, the CW, don't get, I, CW's I, I, doing it. CW's been doing it for a minute, but in the movies, they haven't done it. Marvel just doesn't have any characters that as worth switching up their whole background true just add that in for I, people I, like if you want it done quickly or if you want it done right that's really the argument here exactly and we've always said the same way i don't want them to just race bend a character yeah. for the the purposes of putting in a black character yeah. i to this day i still think a black human torch was a huge mistake I didn't terrible see. idea uh, black kingpin was a terrible idea too even yeah. though he was the only person who could do it but yeah <laughs> yeah true at the time but yeah. that's uh, for for those reasons it's the same way that I, and i'm not part of the lgbtq community neither is skinny no nope. so we can't necessarily speak on it ourselves but i would expect that someone from that community wouldn't want someone just being shoehorned yeah in, just don't, because yeah don't just switch someone's uh orientation over for the greater like for the greater good of the of you know the 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 move the movement. We're just yeah. gonna make this character gay, this character a lesbian, and then now this this completely changed their identity. Because if that's really the only reason why you're watching these films is for a person of your whatever to make you feel included, then you need to not do that. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> like you can't. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, we were saying, you know, uh, to me, someone's sexual orientation for a character should be secondary yeah. when it comes to the story. If you write a good story and the person happens to be gay, then it doesn't matter what their sexual orientation. Captain is. America has been my favorite super since I was a kid, and he's super white. Yeah, <laughs> Ari he's super Aryan, like Ari blonde hair, white. blue eyes. Blonde, yeah, yeah. I'm never gonna be that, and I'm super down with Captain America because he throws a shield at you. So I mean, let's, let's think of our perspectives. <laughs> That's fair. That's hilarious. Uh, moving forward, Norse mythology and pop culture, which is is it's move, it's happening, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sunday at 4:45 p.m. in room 511. I'm super excited because they're going to be talking about the show The Mighty Johnsons, which is an Australian show or I think a New Zealand show, Kiwi. I might, yeah, I think it's a Kiwi show mm. about the Greek. Uh, 
rewind. The Remember Norse that? gods mm-hmm. being reborn as humans on Earth. Oh boy! And they're all from like they're all living in New Zealand, and it's this wild story. And it's actually a really fun show. So if you haven't watched it, you should check it out. But shows like that, Vikings, mm. uh, The Last Kingdom, Thor Ragnarok, video games, God of War four. There's a lot of stuff happening right now uh, with uh, Norse mythology, and it seems super cool. So people should de- check it out. Check it out. And lastly, we remind you again: check out our boys. You just heard the interview. They're going to be doing it big. Doctor Horrible sing along. 5 p.m. on oh that's Saturday my bad I thought I'd opened it for Sunday but uh, I'm pretty sure it's 4:45 on yes, Sunday on Sunday uh, so if you guys want to check it out once again 7:10 is the theater so those are all the things that's a quick short list might actually yeah sure yeah 20 minutes that's yeah, not that bad not bad once again I'm gonna be doing recaps uh, hopefully Skinny can join me for one of the recaps out of the three days possibly yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to be doing a recap on Friday after Comic-Con, Saturday after Comic-Con, and Sunday after Comic-Con. Usually I do them around 8 p.m., so I won't be at the last few events at on Saturday and Sunday, but I will, you know, maybe I'll do them a little bit later. We'll see. I also want people to be able to watch them, so I don't want to do them too late, too late. Uh, but yeah, those are some of the attractions you should check out. We didn't even tell you guys about which tables to go check out. Mm. Um, Squared Idea 2331. I believe, yes. I believe. I believe. You can't quote. Don't quote us on that. Don't quote us on that, but we will find that out to double check and confirm for you guys. But if you guys are going to be at Comic-Con, please make sure to come and check out all the awesome things that are happening. We're really excited. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I've i been going to Comic-Con. How many Comic-Cons have you gone to? Last year was my first. Oh, for real? Yes. What? Did, okay, so super quick. What did it feel like? Too many people. <laughs> Way too many people. <laughs> um, I might be doing a little small instant live on Comic Con etiquette and people who use strollers as power can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Your kid's yeah. three or seven. I don't want to see him in like a big ass industrial stroller yeah. just so you can move through a crowd of people. And I see you people doing that and it's weird. But yeah, that's yeah. just some of my complaints. So there's going to be some. Yeah. But it was fun. It was just a lot of people. Yeah, it is a lot it of people. Nuts. It is a lot of people. Nuts, nuts, nuts. But it's going to be fun. Yeah. Because uh, there is a lot of stuff. The, the stuff we told you about is just like the panels and stuff. There's also the ex- exhibition hall with the main floor where you can find tons of artists, tons of amazing um, cosplay. cosplay, everything. It's going to be there. Once again, Squared Idea is going to be at booth 2331. Uh, there's going to be a few other booths that I'm going to be mentioning in the specials that I do, the post-Comic-Con review. Uh, so once again, make sure to check out everything on franklinarmstrong.com or visit us on Facebook, facebook.com slash franklinarmstrong, D-O-T. C-O-M. That's it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this little Little, uh, little preview that we're going to be doing and uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of Geektastic Cypher that's it yeah <laughs> want to tell the people where they can follow you the usual the usual action figure skinny action F-I-G-Y skinny Instagram you know and uh, follow me at Brian Holiday H-O-L-I-D-A-E and make sure you follow our Instagram because we're going to be posting up tons of cosplay pictures uh, that's what I do I run around and ask everyone if I can take pictures of them at oh, yeah we got to do that this year yeah 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 so uh, I'm going to be doing that so if you guys hit us up and skinny yeah you can you have the account too yeah so uh, we'll both be doing it so at a strong Franklin. Franklin that's it guys yeah Peace. Peace 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 peace, 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 And that's the end of the show. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of Geektastic Cypher. Hopefully you guys are really excited and getting ready for Montreal Comic Con. And we hope that you guys will also check out all things Franklin Armstrong on our website. That's franklinarmstrong.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Strong Franklin. Make sure to check out The Morning Detour if you are in Montreal. It is on Fridays at 7 a.m. And you can also listen to it on... 
franklinarmstrong.com. Just go to the Morning Detour page. The archive is there. You can catch all the previous episodes. You can also check out K and Them, hosted by K, who is also on the Morning Detour with Wizzy Moon Chaser, who also hosts Running With Wolves here on franklinarmstrong.com. It is a Franklin thing, guys. Everything's there. Check them all out. We also have Geektastic Cypher, as you just heard, and you can listen to past episodes of That's Canon, in which we review comic books. So guys, that's the whole show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll be back next week with another episode, post-Comic-Con edition. Peace, everybody. (laughs) 